Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Many of you have been faithful listeners and givers for the eight awesome years of this podcast, and we so appreciate you. We're taking a little break in order to redesign our podcast. In the meantime, we're putting up some of our favorite, most listened to episodes. We hope they encourage you to apply grace to your daily life. This episode is from our fresh and favorite series. Listen in. Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Bill, where have you been? Oh, too many places, but it's been fun. That's great. I've been in Nebraska, in Oregon. I've been there for selling a Johnny Cash song. Yeah, someplace else. South Dakota, North Dakota. It's been great. It's it's good to be back with you guys. Uh, It's good to have you. Good to have you. And it was very good to have Ed Underwood. Oh, we on had us Sunday. A weekend. We had us a weekend. After he spoke on Sunday, I went up and hugged him, and I said, Ed, I haven't had this much fun in a long time. Uh, that was an excellent Romans message. 6, uh, 1 Romans to 4. Excellent message. He, he had a good time in first service. Second service, it was a fuller crowd, and they were with him. That's right. Go, and he knew it. Oh. He sat down, and I said, you had too much fun. And he said, home crowd. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, I'd know Ed for a while. Yeah. I never knew he was so funny. He uh, is a very funny person. Oh, uh, yes, he yeah. is. And telling that rattlesnake story, oh, I'm my telling gosh. you what. Oh, uh, my gosh. oh, he dragged that story on second service. <laughs> oh, man. He could not let it go. Yeah. Uh, Embellish that. Wasn't oh. that a great illustration? Yes. Yeah, yeah, tell the illustration. Well, it was very quickly a dead snake was used to terrify some firefighters. Because they thought it was alive. When he was on the hotshot team. When he was on the hotshot team. And because they thought it was alive, they treated it as if it were alive, but it was dead. And his point was, that's true about sin. We're dead to it, but we still treat it like it's alive. Mm. It's just, it was, it was yeah. one of the best illustrations that, is a that great, I've, I've heard on that subject. Great illustration. Until I give mine this one. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> What do you think, John? Did you give your yeah? Sense? Let's let's have Bill tell his and, little and snake just story. See if there's anywhere in Scripture that you could make any tie to it at all. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> well, I'll save that. <laughs> no, it's it's a, it's a crazy story. It is crazy. I was out hunting quail, and a big old rattlesnake was under a bush, and I shot its head off, and it was squirming on the ground. I picked it up and I put it in my belt. But I didn't realize how long it takes, like a dead chicken, to like in, reflex. Explain what is in your belt. Okay, like, yeah. I have a hunting a, a hunting belt. On, there you and go. I slip it up under my belt, and the head part comes up and stabs me in the chest about six times. Blood everywhere. <laughs> it terrified me. I shot its head off. Uh, I was terrified that that snake was killing uh, me. I had my gun over my head, uh, yelling at the top of my lungs for my friend uh, Lee to come over and take that snake off my belt. Uh, I was sweating. No kidding, guys. Uh, it took me several minutes to calm down. I thought I was being killed by a dead snake. Oh, gosh. Oh, Oh, it was it was awful. And then Lee made a really nice headband on it. (laughs) My cowboy, did you ever wear it? Oh yeah, oh yeah, many times. (laughs) Oh man! And doesn't that remind us as we as we look at the book? It has no application. It's just a great snake story. Uh, (laughs) But it does remind me of a Pharisee in Luke eighteen. There we go. Now, (laughs) how are we ever going to get there? There we go. John, why don't you read, man? Yes. We're, we are probably on one of our last 
uh, fresh and favorites. That's uh, probably what they're thinking right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of their last. Hey, so I'm going to listen to material. <laughs> um, but anyways, this we were talking this morning, and this this is one of our very uh, favorites. So um, out of Luke 18, I'll read 9 through 14. And he also told this parable to some people who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and viewed others with contempt. So two men went up into the temple to pray, the Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and was praying this to himself, Oh, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, swindlers, unjust adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I pay tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing some distance away, was even unwilling to lift his eyes to heaven, but was beating his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, the sinner. I tell you, this man went to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. Wow. Mm. I love this story. It's a great this story. Oh, great I parable. love this story. The very beginning, he's teaching um, a contrast of righteousness. At the very beginning. And he says... Um, who trusted in themselves that they were righteous. And as many of you as our listeners know, one of our favorite saying or principles is that humility is trusting God and others. So the very beginning of the story, we have a Pharisee who is lacking humility because he trusted himself that he was righteous. And he commits an unrighteous act mm. toward others mm. in his desire in his decision to not love them. Mm. That that statement, uh, and treat us with contempt, to treat someone with contempt is to treat them without love. Mm. And, and yet, this is the contrast that I love, yet the great evidence that we are righteous is that we love. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? Mm. Just in that one verse, all of those contrasts of truth. Mm. Mm. Wow. Johnny, what do you what do you see in here? Well, I, I mean, the thing that leapt out to me is when I view myself falsely, uh, independently righteous, that I am better than those. I will invariably treat you, whether you see it or not, with contempt. Amen. I think too that whether it's justification or sanctification, there's always this common theme that it, the gate is humility. Yep. And uh, so even when you think about believers and you see that anyone who humbles himself will be exalted, you think about First Peter yeah. 5 and, yeah. and you say, yeah, God opposes the proud, mm -hmm. but he gives grace to the humble. So humble yourself so, so that uh, in due time, in God's time, he can exalt you. Amen. It's always going to be true, this principle of humility. And, uh, you know, if we don't have humility, then we do have contempt. For others, exactly, exactly, because because if I don't love you, which is the evidence that I am righteous, I don't like you because you stand in the way of my self accomplishment. That's right. That's right. I'd like to say, as I read that last verse, uh, 
the two great themes of the New Testament for the saints are in that last verse. The justification of the sinner who becomes a saint and the exaltation of the saint. It's that justification, sanctification. Mm -hmm. It's in that verse. It sure is. He gives, he exalts the humble. Well, who are the humble? I have to ask that question. And the humble are those who trust God. And when we trust God, he does something. He performs the miracles of our salvation and the miracles of our sanctification. Isn't that beautiful? Mm -hmm. It is. Bill, give that juxtaposition again in that first verse that you were saying about love. Yeah. Well, in in the first verse, he's, he's teaching us that the man who sees himself as righteous, the evidence of his self-righteousness is the way he treats others. Hmm. Hmm. The evidence of a righteous man is that is evidence also by the way he treats others. Yeah. Yeah. So Jesus said the great evidence that we belong to him is our love for one another. That's hmm. the great evidence that we are righteous, hmm. is that we can love one another. The great evidence of self-righteousness is an inability to love. And an and a external appearance of right behavior. Exactly. Yeah. And this Pharisee, he, he's bragging about all the things he isn't. And then he adds us a couple of things. He's on a roll here, and he's saying, God, get me. Look me. Look at me, God. He's on a roll, and he's going, oh, God, I'm not an extortioner. I'm not an adulterer. I, I'm not even like this slob over here, this tax collector. <laughs> but then he adds value. He goes beyond the request of God. He says, I, I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get, neither of which were required of which in the law. <laughs> or even interested. Yeah. But, but, but he says, look at me, God. Not only have I done what you required of me, but I've gone beyond that. Aren't you impressed with me, God? How, how could I not be a righteous man mm-hmm. if I'm able to do beyond what mm-hmm. you ask, God? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. The Spirit of those who don't understand grace. Hmm. When we think about humility attracting God's grace, we realize that if humility is to trust God and others with me, that this Pharisee wasn't even at the starting line because he trusted in himself. That's right. Exactly. Told a parable about some people who trusted in themselves. This is just a caution for all of us, those who know Jesus, those who don't that we should trust God and others with ourselves yeah. instead of trusting in ourselves because it will lead to this kind of mm-hmm. of uh, deception, mm-hmm. this living this kind of lie, and, and as well deception. as contempt. He, he, this is Jesus' assessment. He wouldn't have said that about himself. No. You oh, said, gosh, I, no. I, I, I love others, and, I, I, and I, I'm righteous. And yeah. I, I, I'm beyond righteous. I'm one of the <laughs> rare few. But... Jesus, this is his assessment. He's, he is self-deluded. He, he really is. And I, I think when you get a whole system, a whole community, oh. or a whole nation of self-deluded people, it plays. You, it plays. And, and you also get a whole nation then, or a whole community of people who have contempt for others, who are prejudiced, who mm-hmm. don't know what to do with discrimination. Yeah. Um, grace unifies. Grace unites. Mm. So when, good. When we don't so have good. grace in our lives, that's where that's the root of prejudice and discrimination Amen. and so alienation. Good. Amen. Well, 
it looks like we are about done with these verses. And from what I understood, David has actually set up something to where if you write in on parenting questions and it's the one that uh, gets the most responses, we are beholden to deal with that uh, in the next week's podcast. All right. So we don't know what that's going to look like, but it looks like that's what's coming up for us uh, from The Cure. The Cure and Parents. And The Cure and Parents is um, released on uh, Kindle on ebook and audible um, is released and then soon it will be in hard copy as well uh, so that's that's very exciting uh, looking forward to what that can do for lots and lots of parents or to be parents um, Amen. yeah we'll see you next week you guys how about you guys Bye-bye. thanks for listening to the true face podcast if you would like to join the many listeners who support true face financially or sign up for our monthly newsletter please visit trueface.org. If you'd like to read the materials these podcasts reference, visit trueface.store.